Hi everybody. So in light of the coronavirus pandemic, I decided to do a last minute special podcast this past Monday, March 23rd with Father Rob Hagen of Villanova. So Father Rob is most well known for being an incredible asset to the Villanova University community, where he is both the basketball and football chaplain and senior athletic director. He's also well known for providing valuable life lessons. So my hope is that our podcast conversation will help people navigate and process the effects of the coronavirus. My favorite piece of advice is when he urges listeners to protect themselves and their loved ones. So P stands for prayer, R stands for read, O stands for offered up, T stands for Thanksgiving, so try to be thankful for what you do have right now, E stands for exercise, C stands for checking with someone, and T stands for take three deep breaths, all will be well. So a couple cool facts on Father Rob, Coach Jay Wright gave him the honor of being the last person to cut down the net after the 2018 championship game. Coach Wright remarked the following about Father Rob. I think every player and every member of our staff will tell you Father Rob is one of the greatest men any of us have in our lives. He's been an integral part of the program and my life. I count on him as a dear friend. Our whole team and staff attend a prayer service before every game. It starts with Father Rob doing a reading from the Bible and then a homily. He's never talking about the game. He's talking about life and what kind of men we are and what kind of Christians we are. I always joke with Father, don't make us proud for the game. So if you guys enjoyed this interview, definitely also check out my original podcast interview I did with Father Rob in November 2018, where he provides not only life lessons, but also his unique journey to becoming an Augustinian priest. Hope you guys enjoy and please stay safe. So welcome, Father Rob, to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Thank you. And before we start our conversation, I wanted to provide a timeline of where we are today in regards to the coronavirus. So today is Monday, March 23rd, and we're recording the podcast over the phone, so there's social distancing, which is good. Um, And I personally did not feel too concerned about this virus until, I guess it was Wednesday, March 11th, when they decided to shut down universities and colleges for the remainder of the semester. And then Friday, March 13th, I became a little bit more concerned when they canceled all the major athletic events, such as the golf tournament, NBA, March Madness, which we'll talk about. Um, It was also that weekend where they used the term social distancing, which was coined. And I think it was really difficult for people to process, given that they would not be able to see family and friends for the, you know, unforeseeable future. And then Monday, March 16th is when it began to sink in a little bit more because everything started to slowly shut down besides grocery stores, gas stations, and takeout restaurants. And then I think the one last milestone was when the Pennsylvania governor, Wolf, shut down all non-essential business on Friday, March 20th, which has most likely affected all the listeners in some form or fashion. Um, so just to summarize, in less than two weeks from Wednesday, March 11th to where we are today, Monday, March 23rd, it feels like the world has almost turned upside down. So I know a lot of people are having a difficult time navigating and processing this coronavirus. So my hope is that our conversation can help those and give them you know, some sort of calmness. So that being said, I thought it would be great for you to start out by telling us how the coronavirus sort of has affected you, especially in regards to the March Madness. I know, you know, you're the basketball chaplain and you're super close to that program. Um, So yeah, so I'd love for you to start out by talking about that. 
Oh, thank you, Steph. I, I know yeah. you you have a wonderful platform here, and and you, you reach a lot of people, and it's just a great opportunity to just remind everybody that uh, we're all in this together. No, mm-hmm. Nobody's alone, and maybe just to kind of remember some of those things that, you know, maybe we learned a long time ago from our parents or a teacher or a mentor, and, and, and sometimes we forget. Mm-hmm. And then when we forget, we get a little anxious when uh, we're in a crisis like we find ourselves here now. Right. Uh, just, just like you described, I mean, that, that early week in March, you know, um, having gotten through the winter, you know, you get your flu shot and, and you're kind of going through the winter like everybody else, maybe reading a little bit in the news about what's going on in, in China and, and um, not, not, not thinking that um, it was going to become anything like this. Mm-hmm. And then we find ourselves, you know, up in New York City as we, we are blessed to do in, in the Big East Tournament in early March and um, preparing to, to play those games. We got to buy in the first round. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the first uh, round had already been played. Okay. Uh, DePaul beat Xavier. So we were preparing to play DePaul and our team was watching film and doing the scout and, um, uh, you know, preparing for, uh, we typically do a prayer service and a team meal. Mm-hmm. And before we even got to the prayer service and the team meal on uh, what was uh, then Thursday, um, the Big East, which had originally planned on playing the games without fans right. in the garden, you know, so we got to that point, um, just hoping to practice the the limited level of distancing that we were preparing for then, mm-hmm. and then you know. We were all operating in real time with, you know, uh, New York City and, and the CDC and um, the Board of Health and, and our team doctors. And, you know, collectively, people just realized this is this is not a, a good thing to do. Right. And so it was called off. Um, and you can just imagine just in terms of the, the student athlete experience, mm-hmm. you know, the preparation, the planning, the excitement. Uh, the year that this particular team has had, you know, mm-hmm. being in the top 10, beating, you know, Kansas when they were, you know, with number one or, you know, and, and just the, 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 the expectations that everybody has. Right. And to, to have this abrupt, you know, um, and, and it's not just the, the, the student athletes, it's really our country. You know, we really rally around this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, Little did we know that we'd be talking about a different kind of March Madness. Right, right, right. And uh, and then not long after that, the NCA did what they had to do and, and um, you know, call off the tournament, which is really an institution um, for our country. And, and then, you know, for so many other people, it just became real in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for higher ed, you know, you move to uh, online distance learning. Um Eventually, people moved out of the dormitories, uh, which eventually led to a cancellation of, of school, you know, cancellation of grade schools and mm-hmm. high schools, uh, cancellation of all spring sports. So now you're talking about every other athlete in mm-hmm. the country that, you know, softball players, baseball players, golfers, you know, track, you know, it's just all done mm-hmm. with no warning, right. seemingly no warning. Um, so in a way, and I don't think it's overstating it, um, there was a real kind of death, a grieving, mm-hmm. a, a loss of what was and what was hoped for. Mm-hmm. And, 
living on this campus at a time in springtime when you're you know waiting for the you're you're anticipating the flowers and the trees to bloom and knowing that the kids are home and not coming back you know, graduate graduations have been canceled um this is this is real hardship for a lot of people mm-hmm. um and at the same time um you know real gratitude for the ones who are on the front lines right you know the 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 healthcare workers, the doctors, the nurses, uh, people that we often take for granted, like grocery store clerks, mm-hmm. people that work in the Wawa, right? You know, um, gas station attendants, you know, who were who were really out there, um, you know, kind of risking their own personal health so that we can all still function on some level, right? Um, you know, so um, there's no question that uh, I feel like on some level we've all been grounded. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I, I certainly don't believe that God causes uh, pandemics, that God uh, uh, wants these things to happen. Mm-hmm. I think we live in, in a world where we're human, uh, we, we're, we're a product of human interaction and our own imperfections, and so disease and, and things like this are real. And, and, and what I'm trying to remind myself and others is that while God doesn't cause these things, God is with us in them. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, while we have been ground, grounded and uprooted from our, our regular routines and, and the busyness of life, mm-hmm. um, you know, can we try to take the opportunity with family, with friends, with loved ones and kind of reflect? Right. I can't tell you, Steph, how many times over the last couple of years where I've complained mostly to myself. Mm-hmm about how busy I was. Yeah. You know, how overscheduled I seemed to be. Right. And now wouldn't what I wouldn't give for to, to, to be in a meeting with uh, people that I work with mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, to be in a, at a, a, on the, on the sideline of a softball game or a pregame uh, prayer for a NCAA tournament game with the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many times I found myself running to mass only to find myself now where, you know, we're not saying mass right now, or right. if we are, it's in private. Nobody's there. Right. You know, and so these are real, um, real life changes that we're all going through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I couldn't help but think uh, of how seemingly divided we seem to be, uh, mm-hmm. how polarized. You know, Democrats and Republicans, and and rich and poor, and and black and white, and citizen and non-citizen, and male and female, and and gay and straight. And the, and the and the lines that were really drawn and mm-hmm. and um, what a maybe opportunity we have. You know, we talked. I know in the last podcast about right. you know crisis in Greek really does mean opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and to remember, we're all human beings. Um, we we all need each other. Right. We all depend. We all depend on each other. Mm-hmm. I, I work a lot with our teams, as you know, and and a team is only as strong as its weakest link. Right. And, and your health and my health uh, are, are interdependent. And, and I'm better if you're healthy. Right. And, 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 and so it's kind of a call to maybe pay a little bit more attention to one another mm-hmm. in, in ways that we haven't. I agree, and, yeah. So, you know? And um, like I said, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording too, is that, like you just said, crisis in Greek means opportunity. So I keep thinking of... And trying to find opportunities, you know, within this coronavirus um, epidemic. And 
just like you just said, is that, you know, you took for granted, you know, meetings with um, colleagues and, you know, the basketball tournament and everything like that. Maybe it's a time to also step back from the busyness too, you know, and spend more time, you know, calling, even if you can't see the family members, calling them and, um, you know, maybe even sleeping in a little bit or reading a book or something like that. So, um, and I'm also, I'm also watching different businesses, um, especially our own trying to get creative here. Cause I think there, there could be opportunities. So I would love for you to talk about that as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think you're spot on. I think there's opportunities in the short run and mm-hmm. then certainly in the long term. Maybe we can talk about later just in terms of, you know, the, 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 the teleconference opportunities that we have as, as church and healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, the, the way we vote, when we vote. I mean, these are, there's no, there's no question, much like we were changed after 9-11, the way we all do business is going to be radically changed as we move forward from this and, and much of it for the good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but in the short term, um, I must confess, I am very much a creature of habit. I like routine. I think routine is, is good for us. It mm-hmm. kind of grounds us. Right. Um, and then obviously it's good to have healthy routines. And, and, and as I've been reflecting, um, as I've had some time to more recently, right. the, the word that I came up with is, uh, protect. Okay. Um, Protect yourself. Protect others. Um, protect your your peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Protect your heart. And 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 as you go through the letters of protect, you know maybe you could just think of P pray, R read as you said. Mm-hmm. O offer it up. Okay. T thankful. E exercise. Mm-hmm. C Check in with someone else. Uh-huh. And T, take three deep breaths. Okay. Maybe, maybe once every hour. Mm-hmm. And maybe accompany that with some mantra that maybe it's from scripture or maybe it's not. Maybe it's something that just, just gets you going. You know, three deep breaths, all will be well. Yeah. That's really um, good, Father Rob. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And, <laughs> I've, I've and, seen and, a lot of, um, you know, on social media, if you're scrolling through, you see a lot of little phrases that are helping people. And I think that phrase, the protect, you know, what you just listed will really help a lot of listeners. That's awesome. You know, and you can even break it down further if you want. I mean, each one of those obviously has a lot of, um, has a positive, has a lot of positives to it. You know, pray doesn't have to be, um, something you memorize or you read formally. St. Augustine says prayer is conversation with God. Mm-hmm. You don't just talk it over in your own words. Hey, I'm scared. Or uh, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for all those doctors and nurses out there that are, that are uh, you know, uh, putting those masks on or don't have masks or are out there trying to, you know, take care of people. Mm-hmm. Offer it up is something I, I heard from like a third grade nun. Okay. You know, when you're going through something that's bothersome, when something that's hard, something's difficult, why don't you try to offer it up in in communion, in solidarity with other people who are struggling? Mm-hmm. You know, with, with Jesus on the cross, or with with maybe a friend of yours who has cancer or is taking chemo, mm-hmm. or or something that somebody else is going through. Um, we can we can offer it up and, and go through it together. Mm-hmm. You know, to be thankful, to be grateful means I'm not focusing on what I don't have, but more what I do have. Mm-hmm. You know, exercise. You know, uh, maybe 
maybe you're not a runner. Maybe you just get a, a chance to go out and walk. I've been doing some back and forth at my sister's house who has my mom with her, mm-hmm. who's 84 years old and has dementia. Oh, wow. And so I'm, I'm trying to do this dance of trying to care for my mom, but not give her any germs. Right, you know? right, right, right. And, and so exercise for her is a walk uh, through the dining room, through the living room, through the family room, back into her chair, mm-hmm. just to just to kind of stretch your legs, get your blood flowing, and and uh, kind of remind yourself that you know a body in motion stays in motion. Mm-hmm. And then you know, as you said, checking on others, we right. can certainly do that safely from our texts or calls. Somebody maybe maybe you haven't talked to in a long time, maybe somebody that you think of doesn't have a lot of people in their life, mm-hmm. and and could use. A little check-in. Hey, right. you're not alone. You matter. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I like, the, I like the deep breaths because I think when you're nervous and you're anxious, there's a tendency to – those breaths are very small and kind of short. And when you just – when you're really relaxed, you just breathe it in. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. All will be well. Yeah. We're not in this alone. Right. You know? Yeah, I love that. And also, um, when you were talking about, um, which is it, protect, uh, connecting, is that it? See? Yes. Okay, yes, so connect. what I thought was really cool yesterday is they played the 2016 um, NCAA loved championship. It. Yeah. Watch the whole thing. And um, I saw, I'm on Twitter, and I saw all the old players reconnecting and yes. tweeting at each other, and um, Coach yeah. Ashley Howard was on it. It was really cool. And Wasn't that great? yeah, they, I feel like they would never have gotten that if this hadn't happened. You know what I mean? So there's some silver linings I feel like that are happening too. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was, and it was nice. There was just so many takeaways I had from watching that mm-hmm. the power of memory, uh, how comforting and, and, um, um, uh, warm Bill Raftery's voices, just listening to his voice. Mm-hmm. As I looked, I looked around in that game stuff. There were a number of people who were at that game that are now in heaven. Okay. Rolly, Coach Coach Massimino. Right. You know, was sitting right behind our bench. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Finneran, who we have since named the Finneran Pavilion after him, mm-hmm. who was a very a loyal Villanovan and, and great benefactor. Uh, Craig, Craig Sager, mm-hmm. who did the interview with Michael Jordan, who passed away of yeah. cancer. Um, and it just, it just, just watching that game just again reminded me of, of the fragility of life. Right. You know that we're all just passing through, mm-hmm. and 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 not to be scared of that. Okay. But to live with a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. you know, to really for the time that we have, to really do our best to make it count mm-hmm. and try to connect with other people. Yeah. You know. I agree completely, and. Um... For, for those of the tuning in, there's a really cool app. It's called um, House Party App. And it's um, if you download it, you can do joint calls with all your friends or family members, which is kind of cool. So so my friends and I have like a happy hour on Wednesday where we're all going to like go to house party, you know, on the phone. So <laughs> and, um, with, and drink, with drink in hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what's funny is a lot of people that I sometimes maybe wouldn't usually talk to so much during the week I'm now talking to. So there is a lot of that connecting, even if you're not seeing them face to face. It's, um, we're lucky again, like the grateful being thankful that we have these devices to keep us connected during these times. So true. Yeah. Um, and one other thing I want to talk about too, is, um, staying patient and trusting in God's plan because within our culture, I think a lot of people have become, I know I have become accustomed to instant gratification 
And now in these uncertain times, we are forced to not only wait to see how everything is going to unfold, but we also are waiting in social isolation. So would love for you to, you know, encourage the listeners on how to practice patience and trusting in God's plan during this uncertain time. Yeah. Well, it, it, thanks for bringing that up, Steph. I, I, I feel like one of the things that you hear a lot in this time is um, that there's no textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no playbook when it comes to negotiating all this. Mm-hmm. And, and while I get that is true, um, I, I would, you know, and I'm not a huge Bible thumper, but hey, you're talking to an Augustinian. Priest, <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, Corinthians uh, 13, um, we all know it. You've been to a million weddings. I met you at a wedding. Mm-hmm. And and St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians is, in fact, I believe, the playbook here. Okay. And, and we're talking about um, coronavirus. It's extremely contagious. And if we're not careful, uh, fear is contagious. And if we're not careful, stress is contagious. Mm-hmm. You know what else is contagious? Love is right. contagious. Love is contagious. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul lays out the playbook for all of us in that letter to the Corinthians, to the, to the, to the uncertains, to, to, to all of us. Love, as you said, love is patient. Love is kind. Mm-hmm. Love is not jealous. Love rejoices in the truth. Mm-hmm. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. Mm-hmm. And so while we're all, you know, trying our best not to be contagious, when it comes to love, I would say stay contagious. Okay. And, and yes, yeah, love is patient. Yeah, you, you find yourself with your immediate family and everybody's in the family room. And guess what? We, we do get on each other's nerves. Mm-hmm. Or I'd love to be back to work and I'm not back to work. Right. Or I got bills to pay and I'm not sure how I'm going to pay it. Mm-hmm. And so... Love is patient. Like God knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And and to maybe open ourselves up to a power beyond my own, which Augustine would call grace. Grace is the power to do, do those things that we can't do on our own strength. Mm-hmm. You know, to, yeah. to wait. To wait while we don't always get our own way. Right. As you said, we're, we are a microwave society. I want dinner and I want it now and I want it ready in 13 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, our grandparents, when they wanted to hear their favorite song, they had to wait for it to come on the radio. Right. We just download it. Mm-hmm. Want a movie? We download it. It's mm-hmm. on demand. Right. And so, you know what? Those 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 grandparents of ours who who, who fought in World War II mm-hmm. and, and were known as the greatest generation, they had to wait for a lot of things. Right. And they did it with grace and they did it with perseverance. Mm-hmm. And so we can be inspired by people who've had to wait, wait for medical treatment, wait for vaccines, yeah. wait for, wait for jobs, wait, wait for spring. Right. And, 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 and we can also uh, do it in solidarity with people who, who've had to wait long before us. We, we, like we say with a lot of our teams, we stand on the shoulders of those who went before us, mm-hmm. you right. know? Yeah. And, 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 um, St. Augustine says, he kept it real simple, love and do what you will. Mm -hmm. When you have love in your heart and you have a loving disposition, you're more patient. Mm -hmm. 
you're more willing to put up with the, the imperfections of others. Mm-hmm. You're more tolerant of yourself and your own limitations. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe that's what we're, we're, where we're being called to right now. Right. Because I, and, and I confess, I want, I want things now and I want them when I want them. Mm-hmm. And, and so in, I was talking to a senior, okay? He, 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 he missed, he's going to miss graduation. He's going to miss his senior week. There's nothing better than being a senior in college and having from this moment until graduation, have the next six weeks to kind of hang out with your friends, have some parties and enjoy the end of college. Right. And he said, you know what? We missed all that. We got cheated out of all of that. Mm-hmm. But then you start thinking, well, what if, what if, you know, what if somebody like, you know, Steph, that started a business maybe a year ago mm-hmm. and was just getting it off the ground. And now that business has been closed. Right. Or, or, or maybe, you know, you're somebody in high school and you just finally made the, 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 the sophomore, uh, the JV made a softball team mm-hmm. and that season's been canceled. Right. And so what he kind of said is he's been reflecting on other people who've had to be patient too. As, and he said it, not me. He said, it's time for me to grow up. Right. And I just thought that was well put. And I think in a lot of, maybe it's true of all of us, you know what? Yeah. Uh, let's get over. I'm going to try to get over myself and use this time to do a little growing up and and see if we can't be better, um, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically and spiritually by the time the, the clouds clear here. Yeah. So that we're ready to resume our lives in a better way. I like that a lot. I think that'll help a lot of people. Because I think a lot of people, you said you just gave a lot of different examples of what people are going through. And everyone is suffering in their own way through this. So I like the kind of the the mantra of, you know, it's time to grow up. I like that a lot. That's good. Um, And then, Father Rob, another thing I want to talk about, too, is adversity. Because obviously, you know, these are adverse times, as everybody knows. Um, you know, not only are we worried about the health effects, but also the entire economy is slowly beginning to fall apart. But like we just talked about before we started recording, I do, I am optimistic that it will come back, um, as it always does. But, um, but I want to talk about like, what are some of the good things that can come out of these adverse times? I know we've kind of summarized a little bit before, um, and Maybe even you can talk about the time, you know, right after you became a priest. I think it was right after 9-11 in New York when you guys helped that, when you helped them through that crisis. So we'd love for you to kind yeah. of talk about that. Thanks, Steph. You know, I'm looking yeah. at, I'm looking at a lot of our, our younger generation, Generation Z and, and the millennials, and, you know, they're going to be forever shaped by this experience mm-hmm. as were, you know, our, our parents and grandparents who talk about, you know, the assassination of John F. Kennedy and certainly those of us who lived uh, through 9-11 mm-hmm. um, were forever changed. You know, air travel was changed. Um, how we view Homeland Security was changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so, yes, adversity, uh, much can come out of adversity. Uh, St. Augustine says each of us strengthens all of us. Mm-hmm. And so there are, there are times in life where we're just reminded of how much we need each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how much stronger we are uh, together than we could ever be as individuals. It's mm-hmm. a concept that we use with our teams all the time. Right. And, um, you know, religion gets a bad rap and, and sometimes deservedly so. But, you know, church, uh, the, the line that a lot of people have probably heard before is you can't have church 
with you are, without you are. Mm-hmm. And and so you are church. We are church. Church is not just a building. Mm-hmm. It's not just where you go uh, for Sunday school or Sunday service. And so what appears to be happening out of this adverse circumstance is that people are coming together in, in many virtual ways. Uh, I can't tell you how many people are, uh, are are in are sharing maybe a novena where uh, maybe they're not uh, on a on a on a Zoom group, mm-hmm. but you know you, that that you're connected in a, in a, in the spirit, and that you know um, when someone says, "Hey, I'm praying for you," and they mean it, mm-hmm. that is incredibly uplifting. And, um, you know, prayer groups where people are, are getting on like a Zoom group and, and throwing a little uh, a scripture out there and taking inspiration from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you can imagine, we're having funerals. People people are still dying and they still need we, we still need to mourn and grieve and, and offer their family support. Well, how do you do that? Right. Eul- eulogies online, uh, uh, services online. I, I, I help out at a, uh, SCI group. Uh, Chester, it's a prison in Chester, right in front of Harris. Okay. And with a couple of my Augustinian brothers, and every other Sunday I go down there and and celebrate mass for the inmates. Well, mm-hmm. the prison actually let me still come in there and record a service, which they streamed into all the inmates' cells. Wow. But that's unprecedented, and it and it shows that people are hungry and thirsty and still value. Um, the connection of the spirit and what the church has to offer. Mm-hmm. What is it going to look like? I don't know. And and so we're we're, we're relying on each other, on our parishioners, mm-hmm. um, on on the younger generation to say this is meaningful to us, or this would help us, and find ways to get it out there. You mentioned you know there's a number of apps, yeah, um, prayer, meditation, um, spirituality, um, just good reading, you know. Um, I can tell you, I, I, as a priest, you know, you would think we read scripture a lot. Sometimes you get so busy, um, and this has been a, a, an opportunity to me take another deeper dive into some of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, just, and Father Rob, I'll also I'll link some apps that are good ones for people to um, tune into that they can quickly, you know, when they wake up in the morning. There's this one called um, Jesus Talks, which is really good. Um, another one called Laude, which gives all the readings and then reflections on each read, uh, on each reading in the Gospels. So I'll definitely make sure to include links, too. I would also stuff just because it's very good, but our Augustinian website is, is a very, very good website. Okay, great. Uh, Augustinian.org. It's got a lot of content. It's got readings from Augustine. It's got a lot of good prayers, um, homilies. There's a lot of um, really good content out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must say... You know, um, there was um, a, a general uh, sense of anxiety and isolation mm-hmm. before this happened. Okay. Um, you know, if you read, you, you, you look in the high schools and the college campuses, uh, uh, most unfortunately, uh, suicide and despair mm-hmm. uh, was, was, was prevalent amongst a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, most unfortunate that people would get to a, po- a point in their life where they felt like they had no hope mm-hmm. or that they were um, not joined in community or, or didn't feel like they matter. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe, at least in the short run, but right. why couldn't we just extend it? Where people are very much in tune right now with people who are struggling, mm-hmm. very much in tune with people who are out of work. 
very much in tune with people who are anxious and afraid Mm -hmm. because really it's affecting all of us. And, and so people who, who may have felt isolated maybe a month or two months ago, because of what's happening now, uh, hopefully would have people who are reaching out, uh, Mm -hmm. offering them a word of encouragement, trying to find ways to uh, stay connected with each other. And, and so why, why wouldn't we hope that this could, in fact, change us all together as we move forward. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I definitely agree on that for sure. And um, and I know we've been talking long, you know, throughout our whole conversation on advice for um, people that are feeling very anxious. So um, thank you for all the advice you've given so far, especially about um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I definitely go back to protect and, okay. and lean into those letters, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, I really, I have been personally. Uh, but just manage your thoughts. Okay. The, the mind has a tendency to really race. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we, we, you know, we can manage our own thoughts. And, you know, there's a difference between being alone and lonely. Mm-hmm. And you can be alone and practice good thoughts, um, practice good habits, um, and, and, and kind of maybe lean into the scripture a little bit. There's mm-hmm. a, a, a number of passages that uh, are ins- inspirational in times of crisis. Mm-hmm. I use this one with our, our, our team all the time. So Peter and the disciples are in the boat and the storm blows up. Mm-hmm. And they are anxious, they are afraid, they are worried, they are concerned, uh, very much like, like we feel now. Mm-hmm. And, and Peter sees Jesus walking to them on the water. He's walking on the water. Mm-hmm. And Peter, in his faith, Managing his thoughts, keeping his focus on his friend, on his Jesus, on, on his on his on on his higher power. He hops out of the boat mm-hmm. and he walks on water towards Jesus. Until what happens to Peter happens to us. He lost his focus. Okay. And he takes his focus off off the one who can help him, on the one who's always with him, and he lets his mind race. Okay. And he looks. I wonder what those guys are saying about me back in the boat. Right. Boy, this this water looks really deep. Mm-hmm. Whoa, these waves are really strong. They could probably knock me down. Yeah. Wow, this rain is really coming down hard. And when he took his focus off of his higher power, when he stopped managing his thoughts, and he put his focus on all the externalities, all the anxieties of life, that's when he began to sink. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus recognizes he's sinking. He puts his hands out and he grabs him. He says, "I got you, Peter." Right. And a lot of people like to say. Oh, look at Peter. He had no faith. I say at least he hopped out of the boat. Yeah, right. He tried. He tried tried to keep his routine. He tried to keep his focus where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, he fell down. Yeah. Try again. Try again, yeah. Don't be discouraged. Right. And you know what? When you keep your faith and you stay connected to that spirit that ties us all together, Mm -hmm. guess what? You walk on water right through the storm. Right. I love that. I like that parable a lot. And then um, one other actually quote that I was looking through my old um, uh, quotes from when I interviewed Coach Jay Wright. Um, in I guess the book that he wrote, he said, getting through big transitions, realizing that after losses, even personal losses and sad moments, sometimes great things occur seems to be a recurring theme of my life. So I like that quote because I think it um, – you know, you can almost talk about how, obviously, you know, you guys won the 2016, 2018 championship, but 
you know, Coach Wright also went through a lot before he got there. You know, the 2015 season and a number of seasons leading up to that. So maybe this hard time is just a part of the journey. You know, it's we're, we're gonna it's gonna lead us to something greater. Would you agree? Absolutely, J- Coach John Wooden. When you lose, yeah. don't lose the lesson. Right. There, there are opportunities all around us. There are lessons we got to keep our antennas up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's like that. Remember that cell phone commercial? Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me now? Right. And and and, and sometimes that 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 connection uh, breaks down a little bit, mm-hmm. or we're on the wrong station. Okay. And we need to tune ourselves on that on back onto that other station. It's like remember you and I talked on the last podcast when you're on a train mm-hmm. and you go through a tunnel. And it gets dark. Well, you don't throw your ticket away and jump off the train. Mm-hmm. You trust the conductor. You trust the people that you're on that train with that you're going to get through the tunnel to the light on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's and that's faith because you know in Hebrews, faith is the substance of those things hoped for and not yet seen. Mm-hmm. If I had a crystal ball and I said, "Look, Steph, there you are. Six months from now, the real estate market is booming." Everything's fine. You can be down the shore and, you know, you're going to be back in Avalon or Stone Harbor. Mm-hmm. That, that's not, you know, that, if we had a crystal ball, that's not faith. Faith is believing it before it happens. Mm-hmm. St. Augustine says, see what you believe and become what you see. Mm-hmm. Can you have a vision before it happens and allow that vision to sustain you and, and, and maybe provide that vision for somebody else who might be struggling so that they can see too through their clouds? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I love that. And like I said before, you know, these setbacks are all just part of the story, too, I think. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like a handful. Go ahead. Don't lose your perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, I I always like to say the one, there's there's a woman's walking past a construction site, Mm -hmm. and there's three guys buried in mud in the construction site loading bricks. And she she says to the first guy, what are you doing? And he doesn't even look up. He's covered with mud, and he says, I'm loading bricks. Mm-hmm. And she says to the second guy, what are you doing? And same thing. He doesn't even look up. His face covered with mud. He says, I'm loading bricks. Mm-hmm. She says to the third guy, what are you doing? He looks up. His face is covered with mud. He looks her right in the eye. And with a twinkle in his eye, he says, I'm building a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Wow. To have a yeah. sense of the bigger picture. Right, right. That, you know, we're, we're, we're in here and we're social distancing and we're working from home mm-hmm. and we're trying to counsel our kids and we're trying to figure things out. But we're not just loading bricks. Mm-hmm. We're building a better world. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I think that's definitely reassuring to people that are tuning in, too. Um, and then one other thing, Father Rob, I want to talk about is uh, practicing humility during this time. Because I think that everyone has been humbled in some former fashion over the past 10 days or so. Um, so can you talk about why humility is so important during this time? Well, it's interesting. Remember earlier we were talking about how it feels like we've been grounded? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like when you're running around as a kid and all of a sudden your parents say, that's it, you got to sit on this, you got to stay inside for for the next couple hours and think about what you've been doing. Right. Well, 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 well that's humility comes from the word hummus, which means ground. Right. And so we, we've been, we've been grounded Mm -hmm. and and that's, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Right. I know one of the things we talked about, you brought up the national championship team 
we have often said that our humility is our strength. Mm -hmm. That when we recognize that we're not all stars Mm -hmm. and our schedule is not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what's happening now is we've been forced to detach from some of the, from so many of the things that we've been attached to. Mm -hmm. And those attachments, if we're not careful, give us our identity, Mm -hmm. you know, and our identity is not necessarily our paycheck right? or the size of the house that we live in Mm -hmm. or, or the title that we have or the size of our office. And so in a real way, we've been humbled. We've been pulled back down to earth. We've been pulled back down to the the ground Mm -hmm. and stripped away from some of those false senses of self that we all use to define ourselves Mm -hmm. to the bare essence of who we are. We're human beings. Mm -hmm. Whether we're black, white, rich, poor, wherever we find ourselves, our our health is fragile. Mm -hmm. We're all children of God. Mm -hmm. We all need each other. Right. To these bare essentials, you know, and and so this 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 humble um, time of of maybe um, cleansing, you know, a, a lot of people have found themselves cleaning out their their homes, their basements, their garages. Well, just as true, do we have the opportunity to maybe clean out our hearts mm-hmm. and our heads? And maybe some poor way of thinking or some habit I've been trying to overcome mm-hmm. or some judgmental attitude that I've had. Right. And come back to our, our better selves, the, to try to be the best version of ourselves because we've been humbled. Mm-hmm. These are all good opportunities. Right. Um, and I also think it's a good opportunity for small acts of kindness, too. Would you agree Absolutely. on that, too? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no better way to come out of your own funk um, your own kind of, uh, anxious world than to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, we can think of a million ways right now, the elderly, um, you know, they, 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 they are clearly more affected by this mm-hmm. if they catch it, um, maybe to, to allow them to, to stay in, to maybe make a grocery run for somebody, right. um, to, to remind them that it's going to be okay. Um, you know, I'll tell you that there's there's no more powerful uh, thing that you can do for somebody is to let them know that you care. Mm-hmm. And um, that those simple acts of kindness, particularly for people that we might know, don't have a lot of people in their life. Right. Um, don't don't aren't a part of a school or mm-hmm. a community or a team. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the great things that Jesus did in his life was he went in uh, with the lepers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for so many years, that gospel um, may not have resonated for people. Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of have a sense of what leprosy uh, felt like for people back then. It wasn't just uh, a physical disease. It was a social disease. Nobody wanted to be around them. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to nobody wanted to be in close contact. There was there was literal distancing from them. Mm -hmm. But Jesus encountered them and he reminded them that they mattered. Right. Oh, and 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 to, to not feel isolated. Again, that difference between feeling alone and lonely. Mm-hmm. And you can be alone but not feel lonely when you know that people care. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And um, one quote that I like a lot, too, is, have you seen the Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks? No, you watch I that? see it. Yeah, that's, see that's it. a good movie to watch during this time, too. But he said, he's a quote that said, My mother used to always tell me that in times of tragedy 
and anxiety, look for the helpers because if you if you look for the helpers, you'll know there's hope. So That's I thought so that true. was a cool quote. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but but definitely check out that movie. That's a good one to watch during this time. I will. Yeah. And we have the time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think we pretty much hit everything, Father Rob. Is there anything else that you know I didn't ask you that you'd want the listeners to know? Uh, you know, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think back to, you know, Special Olympics is a very, uh, a big, um, endeavor here, at, at, at Villanova. It's one of the, it's the largest student run, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Special Olympics in the country. And, uh, I just marvel at, at what the kids do to remind those, uh, uh, athletes and their families, how much they're, they're a part of the community. And I think back on that, uh, Special Olympics a number of years ago where um, eight Special Olympians lined up for the 40-yard dash, mm-hmm. and uh, the starter gun went off, and each one went down their lane intending on winning the race. Mm-hmm. And in lane three um, uh, was heard a, a loud kind of shriek, and followed by a trip and a fall down. And uh, the runner next to the lane three looked over and noticed that, uh, the other, uh, Olympian was down mm-hmm. as, as did the, the, the runner in lane four and they turned and looked back. And with that, the other runners who were, who were running, uh, slowed down and noticed that the others had, had stopped and they all turned around and walked back. Mm-hmm to the runner who was on the track Mm -hmm. and they helped her up and the one um, just patted on the knee and said, you know what, this will make it better. Right. And then they locked arm in arm and they walked to the finish line together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of where we are in terms of our politics, in the terms of our respective faiths, in the terms of our world and, you know, 140 some other countries are all affected by this. Mm-hmm. And we're going to stop and we're going to look and listen to each other. Right. And we're going to pick each other up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure that we finish this race together. Yeah. Yeah. I like that story. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, too. Um, and, and before we end, too, a special shout I want to give to, you know, everyone on the front line, too, that are, that's helping us through this time, the nurses, the doctors, you know, the, even you know, the grocery men, gas station men, anyone else that's open during this time. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, My sister sure. Meg is a, is a nurse at Presbyterian Hospital. Oh, wow. She's, okay. She's been down there throughout all this. And, yeah. Uh, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they just, uh, they're doing yeoman's work for all of us. Yeah, exactly. Hi, everybody. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to High Five Success Stories. To learn more about the podcast, feel free to follow me on Instagram. My handle is at High Five Success. Or on Facebook, you can like High Five Success Stories with Steph Heaton. Or I'm also on Twitter. My handle is at High Five Heaton. And lastly, you can subscribe to the newsletter on my website, www.stephheaton.com. And if you get a second, I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much.